All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Another great episode today. Zooming in from Charlotte, North Carolina. We've got Mr. Santo Menon. Santo is a real estate investor with a lot of years of experience under his belt. And he's done a lot with condos and townhomes, those kind of investment properties. Now he's thinking about scaling up into multifamily investing. But Santo is by nature a very conservative person, so he doesn't want to jump in too quickly. So we're going to have a, an interesting conversation about the whole real estate thing, how he got started in this, why he's focused on what he's doing right now, and maybe some tips and ideas on taking it to the next level. So Santo, welcome to the show. Great to meet you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. All right. Tell us a little bit about your background, especially when it comes to real estate investing. So where did that spark first come from, Santo? Yeah, the first time I started investing per se was to build a property. My dad, um, uh, he had worked in a government service. He didn't save much. Most of his life, he spent most of his earnings in terms of uh, uh, treating my mother's ailments and things like that. So he was basically broke by the time he got retired. So, um, so... I started working. That was my first job. I thought, okay, let me uh, set up a house for them. And okay. uh, that was my first investment per se. So I basically built a house. Um, the land belonged to him while the construction uh, financing was done through me. And, and was, that was, was, that in, was that in Charlotte? Uh, that was not in Charlotte. That was way back in India. That was, I was uh, just around 25 or 25 years old. Right. That was my first investment. And at that, that point of time, when I basically invested into that, the interest rates were not kind. Basically, it was some 17 or 18 percent, even by Indian wow. standards, was very huge. India had not uh, opened up as an open, um, open market economy at that point of time. We are still under the socialist uh, system of governance. So the interest rates were very high. It's, I think it was between 16 and 20%. Wow. So I did, uh, it was not a big sum of money, but uh, I did invest. That was my first venture. Over a period of time, India liberalized as an economy because we went into a balance of payment crisis during the early 90s. Then the government of the day had to take action. They had to face the truth and they had to open up the economy. And that gave me uh, enough opportunities based on the kind of education I had. I had uh, undergrad engineering education at that point of time and i just i'm sorry you, you had an engineering degree edu yeah in yeah. electronics and communication okay yeah engineering so i just was just coming past and um i just got into a couple of breaks early breaks as a professional so then i got into a bank then i got into a tech tech company over a period of time i got to see the world i traveled about 20 odd countries and things nice. like that and during that time i was in the process of investing in india itself i had so a couple you, of yeah i started investing in india in, in real way, estate in real estate yeah, yeah i i was doing and i was doing reasonably well in the sense because i was buying whenever the property markets were down in india yeah never so you, so were you buying existing properties or building as well i was building and buying existing properties both right uh, single family homes that kind yeah, of thing more, more, yeah single family homes most yeah. of it is single family homes couple of apartments and things like that right <laughs> but then after that um, i guess i came to the united states in the year uh, 2008 yeah i traveled all over the world before coming here i was in australia 
Denmark, Malaysia, Singapore, Hong Kong, Saudi Arabia, Canada. <laughs> right. So I was traveling, doing my work as well as and then I came into the United States in the year 2008. And I was just testing the when I came here, things were not rosy. Very bad right at the beginning of the meltdown. Yeah. 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 Right. I came in March. I still remember the date. It is March 13, 2008. And wow. I come here, Bear Stearns is falling down. Uh, something else is coming. AIG is going bust. <laughs> Every day you open the newspaper or the TV channel, you're scared to turn the TV channels on. Yes. Yeah. It was the, I, 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 it's funny, Santo. You know who Robert Kiyosaki is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I read about him before coming over here. Well, well, right around that time that, that you went to the States, he was speaking at an event we were doing up here in Canada. We, we had him uh, video conference in. Uh-huh. And it was it was right around that time, uh-huh. and I and here here we are all us little real estate investors looking to rich dad for some motivational advice, and he was freaking right out. He was he was talking three three G's, yeah, guns, grub, and gold. That's what he was saying: guns, grub, and gold. Buy guns to yeah. protect yourself. Get a bunch of gold, mm-hmm. build a little cabin, and have a whole bunch of food because. Yeah. The world is melting down. I yeah, I, I've been reading Robert Kiyosaki now for about uh, before coming into the States. I, I think I bought the book sometime in the year 2005, The Rich Bad, Dad, Poor Dad. I read about him. I knew everything about him. Even now I watch his podcast very regularly. Yeah. So 2008, I happened to come here. 2008, I was just, uh, I really didn't know what to do. So yeah. uh, whether to invest in the US or things like that. Then uh, 2011 or 10 or 11, I happened to be in Arizona. And Arizona was the place where everything had gone up and gone down at the same time. It, Sorry, uh, where, the, where was this? Uh, state of Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Yep. So I lived in Scottsdale, Arizona for some time. That was around the time uh, literally everything had burst out there. So mm-hmm. there's uh, all the property values had fallen down and things like that. Start. Um, so the, uh, I was living along with a roommate of mine. So we were discussing generally about property. He said, "All right, here properties are available for a song. If you want to buy condos, are available like 50k and things like that." I said, "50k? Yeah. What are you talking about?" <laughs> he said, "Yeah, 200k property is now selling at 50k." Yeah. So yeah, I remember it. Uh, yeah. So then um, I I thought, okay, I just. Uh, I didn't even know the concept of how real estate worked in the US, that you need to have a buyer's agent, seller's agent, (laughs) but this whole system was uh, Greek to me, right? So I looked at one particular property and just uh, one old lady had said she had wanted to sell the property. So I just landed right there at home. I said, I want to buy this property. Uh Then she said, you need to speak to my agent. So, So I spoke to her agent. Where's your agent? She asked me. I said, what do you mean my agent? I am the agent. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it works a little different. There are real estate laws and things like that. Yeah, a little little different than India. (laughs) So I said, okay, let me take some help. And I called up Zylo. Zylo then basically gave me a thing. Then I read uh, Bigger Pockets uh, book. There was one, three, I mean, board book available on Amazon for 99 cents or something. I bought that book. Then I read quite a bit of detail. Then, okay, I hired a broker's agent for myself to buy the property, which I wanted. I selected a couple of ones, a few things. I'm a little superstitious when it comes to buying property, right? We have that kind of a thing. 
So either I need to have a house facing east. Mm. The sunlight has to come directly into the house when it's early morning. So we have some Indian basic beliefs when you buy a property. It's called okay. the Vastu philosophy. Okay. Vastu is about uh, architecture, how the kitchen has to be situated in the house, where, where the sun's rays come into the house early morning. That means it's very good for your health. You basically um, immerse yourself in the sun's rays. You get It's good for your body and those kind of things. Yeah. So I wanted so, to... So kind of Indian <laughs> version of Feng Shui. Yeah, Feng Shui. Uh, that's exactly. So I had... Uh, so I shortlisted by my real estate agent. His name is Doug. So uh, uh, Doug, I called him and I had a broker's agent. Uh, she was good as well. My name, Pamela Broker. She, they basically yeah. were hired by me. I said, okay, just find out the things. You, you guys can do the work for me. I said, I just have to give you what I need. So yeah. I told him what I needed to the broker and the broker's agent was ready to look out for the lenders. So she picked up, she scouted a couple of them. And then finally here, the seller was, in fact, <laughs> the banker, <laughs> the bank is Wells Fargo. <laughs> Basically that had gone down under and it had gone into foreclosure and yeah. the seller was the bank. Right. <laughs> All right. And uh, the broker basically shortlisted and the banker was willing to lend me the loan as well. Uh, the lender was early. So that, so that got you into your first property? and well, first property in Arizona. So I bought then, it from... So that from, was a condo? That was a condo. Yeah, Perfect. in Scottsdale. All right. So I lived in that house for a couple of years. Yeah. So about three years before I decided to migrate to North Carolina. So because North I Carolina. wanted... All right. Yeah, because right. I couldn't bear the heat of... So <laughs> so what, what... Fast forward from... So I guess I was 2008. Mm-hmm. At the time we were recording this, 2023... What what has how has your real estate portfolio yeah. grown and changed in that? Yeah, time? after that, uh, I bought uh, I moved to North Carolina. North Carolina, I bought the single family home, and I had to move in here because yeah. I had to move into the house. Even yeah. before I, uh, uh, what I said, I shortlisted the property. I just made one single trip to North Carolina to just understand the terrain, yeah. the location, and things like that. I went back, and the whole deal was uh, I wanted a big house because now my wife and Kids were willing, uh, right. going to reside there. So I wanted a bigger house. So I bought that one. I lived in that for a couple of years. Then I bought one in the state of, uh, uh, what do you say? Florida. Florida, yeah. Yeah, I bought one in Florida. That was, again, another townhouse. Then I bought another, um, say, condo in North Carolina, right Beside where I live, just about a right. mile from here. It's in a good location. So, so I bought, you've kept so, you've kept all of these properties. All, have you? all I didn't sell any of them because most of them I bought it at very very uh, good prices. So and how many were, how many rental units do you have right now, Santo? Three of three of them. Three of nice. them. There are three okay. individual properties, and one property is where I live. Right. In fact, that uh, the property where I live, I'm renting it to my son as well because he's just finished college. Now he's paying me the checks. So. Well, there you go. You're, the- <laughs> you're house hacking with your son. I love it. Good. They should be paid rent. <laughs> he decided to good, stay back. I said, you got to pay me once you get back. <laughs> well, hell, you built your dad a house for crying out loud. So at least he could do his PS. <laughs> so then so, I decided. So, so okay. Santo, now yeah. you're thinking about getting into bigger properties. I guess the question always comes up. What, what is your goal? What, what do you want to accomplish through real estate? Yeah, my my thing is, I say, I I I, I read. I mean, I hear a lot of these interviews from Sam Zell and things like that. How yeah. you 
basically from nothing he built into an empire right yeah. so he had a very conservative philosophy or bent of mind before even he basically uh, uh, real estate is a very illiquid uh, market so it's how liquid, you basically yes. yeah it, uh, so he basically made sure how it can be traded like any other asset right so that was one of the his philosophies how it can be bought how it can be evaluated uh, uh, evaluated and things like that so when i hear a lot of it when it comes to real estate real estate is a very good investment vehicle as such and yeah. any uh, individual you don't have to have any education right. you yeah. can be from any background all you require is a little bit of hard work intuition and uh, the right bent of mind to get into it mm-hmm. so uh, that basically um, that is the same philosophy which i followed and mm-hmm. i would like to look at the same thing now the next investment if i have to make I, at the same time it includes it involves heavy capital mm-hmm. um, even if it is 20% if you have to give if you have to go to a banker like in your video c state that if you have to go to a banker they look at a whole lot of things before they issue you a loan right yeah. they want to make sure you have 30% or 40% liquidity after all your earnings and spendings whatever you do and things like mm-hmm. that it become most of the times it get declined or uh, it goes through a lengthy process even if it comes it takes couple of months right so these are some of the challenges because of which i was little i mean i didn't want to go about uh, hurrying in my next deal but if at all if i go through to my next deal i wanted to do a multifamily that was very clear so, so what what, I, do, what does a multifamily mean to you santo multifamily what, what, means more than one property in a particular location like four four or five or more four or five uh, units or more in five in, units or more yeah yeah five units or more so so that it qualifies for commercial mm-hmm. um instead of residential financing that's, that's what you're right. looking that's yeah. that's right okay. so i was looking at something of that kind and but for that uh, when do i take the step and uh, what are those things what are the uh, technicalities involved and how do i go about it? and the other thing which i want to make sure is my basic principle is my cash flow should work for paying my loans yeah so if that way i wouldn't get into a debt cycle right i don't want to get into you want something debt. that's cash flow positive cash flow positive from day one well here so, you've got a, you've, I, got, a, you've to... got a lot so okay so you want to get into multifamily but i guess at the end of the day santo what is your goal like what what do you want to accomplish through real estate investing have have you thought about that so are you at the moment are you working for a company or are you self employed uh, i do a little bit of self employed little bit working and things like that i so, i am so, i am i'm i'm in insurance i'm into insurance so uh-huh. I deal okay. with. Uh, I'm a licensed professional for life, health, and property. property. Okay, so that you're you're doing that. You're not in the engineering field any longer. And I I, I can be if I want to, but I'm not. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. So basically, you're because you're self-employed. Mm-hmm. You're probably like most of us, looking at real estate as a way of creating an income for you and your family. Yep. When you don't want to work anymore. Right. Is that fair to say? That, that's oh. right. All you right. So hey you're you're in a really good position Santo because you've got three rental properties already which because it sounds like you bought them at very very good prices mm-hmm. I'm assuming uh, and it sounds like you're a very conservative person I'm assuming you don't have them overly leveraged I'm assuming that no, they've no. gone up in value and the the um 
loans, the mortgages on them have come down. Yeah, that's right. I'm assuming that they're cash flow positive. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. that's right. All right, very good. So you're you're off to a very good start. Now you just want to do more of that, but instead of having a whole bunch of single family homes in different places, you'd rather have multifamily properties that are cash flow proper positive. Mm-hmm. So you've got efficiencies of scale and you've got hopefully better cash flow and appreciation over time. Is, is that good? Okay. So I guess one of, one of the things I always recommend is, you know, the whole idea of building a huge empire, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily have to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, sometimes if you stand back and you think, okay, what is my real goal here? And for example, if your real goal is you want to be creating $5,000 a month or $10,000 a month in cash flow Mm -hmm. to replace your working income, Mm -hmm. well, then it's a matter of of working backwards there. So for example, if you go and you do like a lot of people do and they syndicate some sort of a big apartment building complex, that sounds really cool. Mm -hmm. However, the reality is their net cash flow after they've paid out all of their investors and and all of that stuff tends to be very very small no, no. on on the really big deals so i like your idea of maybe going after five units 10 units something like that mm-hmm. and getting into those kind of properties and then here's the here's the bottom line when if you pay that mortgage down you pay that mortgage off the cash flow from one of those kind of properties very well could be all you need that's right to to mm-hmm. replace that job income you don't have to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of units mm-hmm. you know if you've got whatever it is mm-hmm. 10 units like for example i don't know what the cash flow is like on the properties you currently have but if they were free and clear with no more mortgage on them what do you anticipate the cash flow would be? Like if those properties had no mortgage today, what would your your cash flow be? If per they month? have no mortgage, yeah, that will be your what? More or less. Uh, uh, I think about five, around five to 7,000. So there you go. That's with three small condo slash townhouses, free and clear, mm-hmm. would be around somewhere around $5,000 a month. Around. Yeah, conservative to be five to six thousand, I think. If they were, side, it, yeah. And there's expenses and everything. So let's let's say five thousand just for you. So basically, if you wanted to hit ten thousand, mm-hmm. you would just need six properties like that, mm-hmm. free and uh, clear, uh, to uh, reach that goal. Right. Yeah, yeah, you got right. Exactly. So so I like where you're thinking because I think it's definitely more it's more logical and it's and it's more efficient mm-hmm. to have a five plex or a six plex or an eight plex or something like that and get as much cash flow as positive from that. So again, being the conservative kind of person that you are, that's probably the path I would recommend for you is, is find, you know, especially if you're going to bring on joint venture partners, find two of those kind of properties Mm -hmm. that you can partner with other people who are on kind of the same thought process is you, you do all the work, they bring in the capital or most of the capital, you share the profits, you share the the mortgage pay down, you share the 
the appreciation on those properties and 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 hopefully for for all parties your goal is pay it off as quickly as possible to increase the cash flow does that make sense Santa? that makes sense mm-hmm. that yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. so if i were you that's kind of along the lines i would be considering nothing wrong with whatever the gurus are saying it just doesn't necessarily need to be your path of of bringing on hundreds and hundreds of doors because it sounds sexy it seems appealing but at the end of the day, usually, if, if you really dig under the surface there, the actual GPs in those kind of projects are not necessarily making all that much money. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. So what, what are your goals? What are, you, what are your thoughts for the next couple of years, Santo? What, what do you see happening? Yeah, let's see. I'm a person who always does some kind of work. So I don't believe in the, the concept of retirement. It's when people talk about retirement, yeah, what yeah. is it? <laughs> most, most retired people I know tend to die fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly I heard Warren Buffett saying the other day. He was saying the same thing. Yeah, and he's uh, ninety some years old, right? And his yeah. partner, Charlie Munger, I think just about a hundred. Yeah, he was talking about this lady whom he bought this furniture business from. It's called Nebraska Furniture or something. She came from some East European country. She could barely speak English, and um, she came and started this uh, small mom and pop store. And Buffett bought bought it from her. She worked all the way up to her eighties or ninety or something. Then she said, "Okay, I'm retiring." Very next year she died. So I said, oh. <laughs> "Let's not do that." Then. <laughs> so, so Buffett is saying, "I have the day I stop, I retire. I'm sure I'm going to die." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, that, that makes sense. So what? So what are the goals for the next couple of years, Santo? Next uh, couple of years, I, I expand my portfolio. I keep real estate is more like a hobby to me, uh, more than anything else. I look at things like location, 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 those kind yeah. of things, and uh, buying a buying a prop buy a property in a good location has always been the, the essence. And just basically nurture that property and be, make sure my clients are happy who are mm-hmm. renters who are basically working with me, mm-hmm. and try to keep the scale of cost of operating cost of. Uh, um, uh, a thing low that's always a challenge but yeah. I do have some good property managers who manage it well for this property I'm looking at North Carolina itself as the location yeah uh, so, so it'll be close I, to home easier yeah, to keep easier an eye to manage. on it yeah, yeah keep an eye on it I thought of uh, locations like Arizona but uh, yeah but I thought North Carolina will be a better bet because this is I'm trying to move from say uh, town home to a five family and might yeah. require a little more hands-on on my side as well so if you keep a property far away it becomes difficult for me to keep an eye on it so yeah. from that aspect i would like to keep it in north carolina itself and north carolina it can be anywhere it's a small state so i can drive down if i want to. so another idea for you maybe is if you find a really good property that you like mm-hmm. in north carolina mm-hmm. you know if you have if you're able to buy it on your own mm-hmm. great you might consider just an idea selling a couple of those other properties further away and then taking your equity from those properties and paying down the mortgage no i don't want to go down that route i want you to keep want... those property no no those properties are really good so okay I, so they're no, good. I, keep them. I never uh, so when it when i do investment i basically do it from a very very long term horizon 
Mm-hmm. So none of my properties still today I've sold. <laughs> oh, I understand. <laughs> but I'm just again I'm just uh, looking at yeah. if I if I'm you and my goal is to yeah. create the cash flow. Yeah, to- yeah, I don't want to go down that route. That is one thing which I wouldn't like to go down because uh the kind of equity which I gathered I don't want to go down that route at all. Yeah. So enough. and the other thing is as a philosophy I don't believe in it. So Well then here's another idea for you. And you're probably familiar with this with, from your uh, in, insurance training and whatnot. And that is to to start compounding mm-hmm. the the pay. The, are are the three that you have no mortgages, or yes, they still have mortgages? Uh, the two two of them I am almost done. Uh, one one I have full, fully paid off. Okay. One I am almost uh, on the verge of with my get close. Uh, other other two are on the verge of paying off. Yeah. So, uh, so then, what no, you what you could do? In fact, all three are on the verge of paying off in about three to four years. That's it. Yeah. So you could accelerate that a little bit if you wanted to. Depends on your. I'm already doing that. Are you I'm working? You're yeah. maximizing that. I'm maximizing as far as possible. So oh, two of them I might close out immediately. The only nice. property where I will not be paying out is the one which I am staying. That might also eventually close, but right. uh, I'm already fast tracking on that process. In fact. Uh, the one which I bought in Arizona, the 15 year I finished in seven, eight years. Nice. Yeah, I, so there you go. Very again, you're very conservative. So yeah. again, you just do the same idea when you get the five plex or the six plex or the eight plex. Yeah, I plan to do the same thing. I don't just plan to keep it. all the loans for long duration loans and things like that. Even if I were to take a 15 years, my target is to cut it down by 50 percent. So seven years flat, I would like to finish. Nice. Max. I like so that way. If you, you it is five, if you do it in five years, it's even great. But provided the cash flow is there. So if the cash flow is coming good, I try to finish it quick. That makes sense. Or you can start putting some of the cash flow from the other properties to paying down the mortgage on that newest yep. property. Yeah. Right? Just kind of accelerating that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Santo, time flies when you're having fun. If people would like to connect with you, what should they do? Uh, they can reach me on my email, reachsanto at outlook.com. That's, That's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, R-E-A-C-H-S-A-N-T-O at outlook.com. Very good, my friend. Well, good luck with the the first multifamily. I hope you find one quickly and you get that under contract. And and uh, yeah, love to see how it goes with your seven-year plan. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, everybody, take care and talk to you on the next episode.